Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever the Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You are in tune to We Are DC4L here at the Cowboys Global Podcast. Man, look, on the FFSN Network, we're going to talk about some more Cowboy talk. I'm excited, man, of course, to to bring this podcast to you. Of course, I got my my co-host, Tom Time. What's up, Tom? How you doing, man? Doing good. How you doing? Man, I am elated. I'm excited. Uh, make sure you guys do a little house cleaning. Make sure you like and subscribe, like and subscribe. Everywhere you're hearing this podcast, make sure that you like and share. And put it all around. Put it on Twitter. Man, make sure that you, you any Cowboy fan that you know, get a chance to hear uh, some of this talk. Man, we're going to get it in. Today, we're talking about the defensive unit as a whole. Um, and we're, as we're looking at it right now, you know, the owners are in Arizona. Uh, Jerry's been doing some slick talking. I love how you know when Jerry gets the slick tongue. He doesn't stop. He, he doesn't you know, stop. He got that slick tongue. <laughs> He's ready, and um, you know they'd all but kind of told us where they're going on on pick twenty six. But we 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 gonna really get in and dive into that some more. Um, but hey, Tom, man, as we talk about the defense as a whole, man, um, what is one of the things that you think? Uh, well, first of all, let's get into the stats. Dallas was fifth in defense in scoring at 20.1 per game. Uh, we gave up 129 yards rushing per game, which I think that's way too much. Uh, you know, I, I would rather see that on the, the, the 80 side, around 80, you know, 85 Ooh. yards per game. Yeah, um, most, teams, then, most teams would. Yeah, and then definitely 200 yards a game passing, which I think is excellent. <laughs> You're oh, holding the quarterback to 200 yards a game. I mean, literally, if you think about it, you combine those stats, that's 329 yards a game, and you're holding a professional football team to that, your defense is pretty good. Yeah, I mean, so when I look at the Cowboys' defense, there's a couple things I see. They're they're pretty average against the run, right? They are elite, elite against the pass, and that's both because they are 
extremely good in coverage and they're extremely good at getting to the quarterback quickly. Um, and then if they do bend, they don't break. They're one of the better teams in the league in red zone defense. I yeah. think teams score a touchdown half the time they get in the red zone or something like Fact. that. Which, if you know this defense and you know these safeties in particular, um, you know they they, they want to play as close to the line of scrimmage as possible. That kind of plays into their strength. So uh, that's that's what I see when I look at this defense. A, a defense that's elite against the pass um, and pretty average against the run. Yeah, that's that's one thing that I we'll get to that question because I was about to spoil it nasty. Uh, Dallas is, uh, you know, seventeen. We were we were um, we gave in our uh, point differential. It was plus ten, right? Um, we gave up sixteen. Well, we took away sixteen interceptions and seventeen fumbles. So we had sixteen interceptions, seventeen fumbles. Man, that, that's a lot of turnovers that we took away from teams and, and chances for them to have the ball. I mean, I can think of that Chicago turnover, which was just wild. The game was going a different way until, you know, we, we got that turnover and Micah took it back for a touchdown. Um, you know, uh, so Tom, what do you think it is that we could do better? We kind of hit on it. So talk to me. What do you think that we could do better defensively moving into this season? I have a hard time believing that we can be any better than what we were last season against the pass. So I think the obvious answer is we need to be better against the run. Um, and specifically, that's going to happen at the defensive tackle and the linebacker spots. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think most Cowboy fans are going to be able to tell you that that's, you know, that's the, that's the weakness of this defense. That's the reason why... You know, the priority seems to be bringing Hankins back or getting some other guy through trade or free agency or drafting a defensive tackle. You know, that seems to be one of the top priorities with this team. And reason being, not so great against the run. Right. You know, I mean, you think about, dog, we, we had John Ridgeway. We drafted that guy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and and he, he didn't do nothing but just go over there to Washington and, and look really, really good against the run. Yeah. It's like, sad like but we had so many bodies inside um but we just weren't i don't know what it was maybe so i was i i, I had a conversation with a guy today and they were saying well you know lv doesn't play downhill because of his neck and he's right. coming hard against us but i said you know you got to think about this lv didn't have anybody to keep offensive linemen off of him, right if you keep your linebackers clean They'll make plays. You know what I'm saying? And he's so long. He's definitely he's definitely a good tackler. If he catches you, he's going to tackle you. You know, uh, and, and, and Damone Clark, he's one of those guys that I believe in. Um, so to me, when when I look at this defense, I'm with you. It, it, it all starts and ends with the defensive tackle. And, you know, Jerry today was saying, you know, uh, things look real favorable on this signing of um, – you know, go ahead and sign the Hankins, Hankins. Um, and I like it. I mean, I like hearing that kind of talk. You know, I mean, he, he said it looks favorable. They'll get it done. Watkins, too. You know, uh, he was like, you know, he likes them in that room. Um, I like them in that room, too, man. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. But it's something that you said last week, man. We, we got a lot of draft picks. We do. We got a lot of, of things that we could kind of use um, as bait. 
And it looks like Tennessee is is cutting bait with Jeffrey Simmons. Be legit if we could get Simmons from Tennessee, right? Um, I mean, it would cost us a little something. What would you give up? I'm gonna ask you. What would you give up for a player like Jeffrey Simmons? Well, you're only gonna get him for a year, right? He's got it's the fifth year, right? So Tennessee exercise. Oh, I'm throwing my pen around here. Uh, t- Tennessee exercises fifth year, and I think it's like ten or eleven million, something like Thank that. You. And Simmons for ten million, even for a year. I mean, that's he's gonna what he's gonna make way more than that on Absolutely. his next contract. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna make Aaron Donald money, like essentially, um, or in that ballpark. So, I, a third rounder? I don't. I mean, I know it. I know it might sound crazy to say this guy's going to be, you know, this guy's maybe, you know, he's, I'm not saying he's Aaron Donald, but like, he's kind of in that he's in his orbit, you know, at least, you know, he's one of, he's one of the best five defensive tackles in the league. He's amazing in the pass rush. He's super great. Um, you know, uh, against the run, like he is your three down defensive tackle can get to the quarterback on third down can stop the run on first two. He's nasty. He's mean. He's big six, four, three Oh five, something like that. I mean, he, he is that guy. He's in there three downs. You're not taking him out. Um, and it's it's it might sound crazy to sit here and describe this guy and say ah, I'd give a third rounder for him, but it's just <laughs> that's that is an all in move. Like if you're giving up a first rounder for that guy, because that's you're not expecting. I can't imagine that the Cowboys, if they were to make that trade, that they're expecting to be able to extend him because we got CD, we got Micah, we got Dak, um, we got uh, Trayvon Diggs. Like there's we got multiple guys that are expecting to get paid soon, uh, you know, at an at, at a level, you know, that's elite at their position. Right. Correct. And so, I mean, just bring in some defensive tackle and say, hey, here's, you know, five years, 100 million. That's why you don't trade a number one for him. Right. right. That's why you don't trade a number one because you're trading number one to probably get a guy for a year. Now, if they do that, I'm not – you know, sitting here in the peanut gallery saying this is a terrible decision. It's just that's a we are all in. We are trying to win the Super Bowl this year. Well, I mean, obviously they're trying to win the Super Bowl this year, but we while we may not be mortgaging the entire future in order to do it, like I mean, we're giving a first round pick to do that to rent basically for a one year rental on this really great defensive tackle. Um, so it's kind of I, I, would I do it? No. I'd give up a third rounder in a heartbeat and I'd probably, I'd think for, you know, a second about giving up a second and I'd probably do that. Um, you'd probably have to pry a first rounder. From <laughs> yeah, out of you my could probably do it. You could probably do it. You'd have to, you'd have to kind of keep ripping. Cause I mean, to be honest with you, man, for real, it, it's, it's, I, I don't, I, I agree with the third rounder, and that's a Jerry type move. If Jerry's going to do it, it ain't gonna be for more than the third round. He will not. I don't. I don't think because the way that the Cowboys are building this team is slow and methodical, and they're doing it through the draft. Yeah. They're adding pieces and they're yeah. putting things together so that that way they're not mortgaging the farm, right? Yeah. They understand. Hey, yeah. I'm gonna have to pay CD Lamb. I'm gonna have to pay Trayvon Diggs. I'm gonna have to pay Michael Parsons like they wait. I'm gonna have yeah. to extend that. It's yep. gonna happen, right? And all they're all getting paid. All all four of those guys, they're getting, they're getting paid. Not they're everybody, paid. but everybody. 
Everybody getting a check. <laughs> Those four guys that we listed, they're all getting paid by the Cowboys. Unless they just I mean, it's not there are no guarantees, but I mean, we're 99% sure on all four of them. They're, Jerry is not letting any four, any one of those four walk. I don't think so either. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, I, I think, you know, uh, uh, the I Get Money 50 Cent song is, is playing. <laughs> <laughs> when they when it's daytime, I get money. I'm just saying, it, it's, it's that time and that kind of thing going on when it's their time. But I say this to say that a third rounder, for a one-year rental is good. I'll take it. You know, and, and that guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That well, guy. so I mean, I, I I would probably be a terrible GM because I would always be trying to like I want to walk away from every deal feeling like I got the guy that I want for the price that I wanted him at. Does, does that make sense? Yeah. And like you got to be willing. You, you there's got to be give and take in these negotiations. Sometimes you got to be willing to maybe pay a little more than it's worth. Uh, more than more than a player's worth um and you know you hear about teams not really wanting to deal with these gms sometimes that want to make sure that they're you know winning every deal 10 times over um but i probably wouldn't be very, well, so very good to deal with tennessee wants to get rid of for draft equity is right? this is that real is are we sure, even sure about I, like i love just i love talking about this kind of stuff because i love imagining this guy in a cowboy uniform right I mean, like that transforms an already elite defense into a, I mean, a monstrosity. Um, but are we sure? Are we sure that there isn't that there's really smoke here? There's smoke. There's smoke. Now I, I, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say we're absolutely gonna get this guy. I don't even know if we're gonna go after him because Jerry said this too. He definitely said he made a clip saying um, uh, that we're not we're going to stay within our means. Basically. He was like, you know, we're not going to shop outside our paycheck. Basically. I get it. I understand. He was like, you know, we're going after guys that we can get and stay within ourselves and stay within our budget. I get it. I understand. I'm not tripping at all, but I'm just saying if it's an opportunity, I'll take him for that 10 mil and we'd be good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Cause yeah. listen, we, the, the big place where the Cowboys can make a jump this year it's defensive tackle, man. I mean, if that defense has a solid, solid defensive tackle that keeps the linebackers free, keeps the, the, the safeties crashing, you know, and the other linebackers can scrape to the ball. Oh, my God. I mean, this is this is a defense that already gained tackles well. You know what I'm saying? That, I mean, let's let's th- let's talk about it. The defensive ends, we're, we're stacked, man. I mean, we got Tank. We got Dorrance Armstrong. We got uh, Sam Williams. Um, we we have uh, my guy who just signed again. What what's his name? Help me. Yeah, who just signed again? Guy who just signed again. Mm, I don't. The, did we just signed Dante again? Fowler. Dante. Oh yeah, Fowler of course. Just yeah. Signed again, right? Yep. So we we got ends to burn. We got we we have ends to burn, right? You know, we're still looking to try to sign Watkins, and uh, we're trying to looking to sign Hankins. Those are the two guys. We got Neville Gallimore still there. We got Osa still there, right? I mean, we we got talent there. You know what Neville's I mean? Neville still Neville still there for now. Neville's still there for now. Yeah, but I'm, we'll I mean, see. you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, there, there there's some depth there. There's some depth. We, we there. need we need a little more depth at defensive tackle. And you mentioned linebacker, right? The, the whole yeah. Cowboys world is going crazy, man. They're going crazy over the fact that we didn't sign Bobby Wagner. Uh, we signed LVE for seven. 
and Bobby went for nine, just two more million. You know, Bobby went for one year. We got LV for two. You know what I'm saying? I mean, here's the thing. I I like Bobby Wagner. Not saying nothing about his talent. I heard rumors that his knees is going. I mean, but last year he put up, he was PFF graded number one. I mean, uh, uh, middle linebacker. So, yeah. I mean, I get it. Like, I mean, it's value there. It's, it really is. But, um, you know, signing for, I, I just don't know. I mean, if you, you once you sign, I felt like that the domino dropped when we signed LVE and we weren't going to get Bobby Wagner, right? I, I felt like that's what that was. I couldn't see us signing LVE and then him going to the bench for Bobby Wagner. I mean, you know, so Cowboy Nation, chill out. It's okay. We can't get everybody. We can't stack yeah, every I, team like LeBron. We just can't do that. We can't, I, we can't I, stack I agree. everybody. On one I team. agree. I agree. I, I would say, I would add to that and say, even if, like, let's say we hadn't, you know, let's let's say we either we hadn't we didn't re-sign LVE and we're still in the market for a middle linebacker, or we had signed him on the cheap. You know, I don't know, one year, three million, something like that. Um, I still think that there is a good chance. I mean, wh- how why do we why do we how do we know that this isn't just Bobby wanting to go to Seattle? Do, do you know? It's like I, I, I see. I, I, I'll I often see you know fans. It's like there's a guy that we all want. Um, he goes to another team. We get mad at the front office for not for not getting that guy. And it's like we realize that the player has a choice in the matter, right? Like Bobby Wagner, ultimately it's his decision. So uh, while I think I agree with you, I think that the Cowboys weren't really in on him. I'm guessing that Seattle probably offered him the most money, um, and that there may be something going on with his knees or some other you know mystery injury that you know league offices know about and we don't really. Um, I think that your reasoning is is kind of enough. I think we already had LVE. We're already set. I don't think it's the Cowboys. If they if they didn't really pursue him, Bobby Wagner, aggressively, I don't think that's the Cowboys saying, we think LVE is better than Bobby Wagner. I think that it could be the Cowboys, kind of like you're saying, saying, well, we've already got, we're, we're already paying a, a middle linebacker $6 million this year, and we're just going to, so that, that sort of does means it doesn't really make as much sense anymore to go go after another one and pay him seven million so your six million linebacker dollar linebacker can you know just sit on the bench so i i agree with your logic just you know also adding to it that it's bobby's decision maybe he just wanted to go to seattle makes all the sense in the world oh absolutely and he's a dan guy so i'm i'm sure if dan really wanted him dan would have got him you know what i mean that's that's the other thing dan and mike are doing they got a wish list don't think that they don't. <laughs> they, they have they have a shopping list and a Santa list that they done presented to Jerry because Jerry yeah. Santa Claus and they like look this world is who we want. Let's go get this guy. And and I'm serious. I, I don't really feel as if you know if it was if he was really I'm like you if we were really all in we would have got him. You know we we definitely would have got him. But I do feel like our our areas of improvement on this defense. It's gonna have to be linebacking and defensive tackle. So we're yep. gonna have to address those two places in the draft, right? I, yep. I know that. Uh, look up the guy's name for Washington for me. Uh, I do know that um, the linebacker in this draft. Uh, I, I do know 
that the Cowboys will be getting a linebacker. Overshawn was one of the first linebackers that they were looking at. DeMarvion Overshawn from Texas. He had came in for a visit um, last Friday at the Star. I think his last name is Henley. Um, oh, you know, yeah, Drew Henley? Yeah, Drew Henley is another linebacker that they were looking at. Everybody's talking about Jack Campbell from Iowa. I like Jack Campbell. I like him. He's, he's big. He's 6'5". You know what I'm saying? He could play that Tampa too. And, and you know, Thomas is always talking about LVE's ability to play the Tampa too. And Jack is that type of dude. He's a lot faster than you think he is too. You know what I mean? He can move in space. And him being that long, I think he'd be perfect for the system. If we can catch him in the, in the third round, that's my guy. I'd scoop him up in a, in a heartbeat. Um, you know, even even over Overshawn because of the simple fact that we do have Damone, Damone Clark, right? And Damone Clark can stay at that outside linebacker position. He's fast enough to do that, right? Um, now, we're thin after that. We got Jabril. Um, there's another linebacker that's over there from that we drafted from Ohio, Oklahoma State. He's there. Uh, so, I mean, we're still thin at linebacking. And you, you want to have at least – because we lost um, – we lost a linebacker this year. I got to think of his name. Gifford. Say it again. Luke Gifford. Gifford. We lost yeah. Gifford. And he was pretty much just exclusively a special teams guy at this point. I don't even. I don't think he was getting yeah. snaps on defense. But so we we got to we got to have at least I'd say another two linebackers. So you know I wouldn't even be surprised if we drafted two. Wouldn't be surprised at all. You know. Um, but if if there's anybody that I'm looking at. You know, in in the two names that you know pop out here to me is um, my guy Kalaja Campbell, uh, Kalaja Clancy, that's his name from yeah. uh, Pittsburgh, and um, Ica from Baylor. Those are two guys that pop out. I mean, listen, uh, I know Dan Quinn was really looking hard at, at Young from Alabama. You're not too high on Young, <laughs> but Dan Quinn was there on their pro day looking at Young. Um, and I, you know, maybe hey, look, we just need space invaders, we need people who can take up space in there, man. You know, that's right. really, that's, that's all I'm saying. Just get somebody who can take up space. Yeah, uh, Clancy may be small, but he may he looks like the second coming of Aaron Donald. What do you think? Who, who would you be looking at at those two positions, linebacker and defensive tackle? Yeah, no, I'm with you on Kalachi Clancy. Um, and it's it's to me, it's very difficult. It's really difficult to draft defensive tackles. I'm not, I'm not saying it's difficult to talk yourself into the need to draft one, but it's really difficult to identify the ones that are the ones that are going to be good and the ones that aren't. Obviously, the earlier you draft one, the easier it is. Um, but we've just seen so many. There's so many guys that I mean, there are Aaron Donalds, you know, guys that I mean, he wasn't. It's not like he was a top five pick or anything like that. Um, but there are guys that, you know, come in in the first round and, you know, they turn into stars. But for every one of those guys, it seems like there's some other guy that was drafted in the sixth round, drafted in the fourth round, something like that, and he becomes an all-pro. I mean, there's there's guys like that at the defensive tackle spot that are just scattered across the league. So I like Cansey. Um, I'm not a – I don't – trust i don't trust my scouting abilities when it comes to defensive tackles just because there are so many guys that just look like incredible have looked in the past incredible to me on tape and i'm just like this guy this is the guy he can't miss and then you know you never you don't hear his name ever again 
and vice versa. You know, it's just, it's really difficult to, it's like, I don't like, was it Keandre Coburn? That's the defensive tackle out of Texas, right? Max, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, he looks, he's really big, but he's just really slow and plodding. And I mean, I dislike him, so he'll probably be a pro bowler in two years, you know? <laughs> I like I like Kalaja Kalija. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Kalaja Kansi. Um and I am all for yes, go get a defensive tackle because we need to get better against the run. And that's one of the ways that we need to do it. Um I'm less I do I do think that we need help at linebacker, but I think that we need more help at the defensive tackle spot. So I, as long as I don't want to reach for one, but so long as there is a guy there that we have a first first round grade on at 26, get a defensive tackle. Unless, like I've said, every podcast we've done so far, unless Quentin Johnson is there and then smash that draft button. Quentin, Quentin Johnson, Johnson, B. John Robinson, either one of those two guys are there. I don't care what <laughs> you do. Crap. Hit the... Uh, <laughs> Just call it in. Just call the pick in. That's who we're taking. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't want anybody other than those two guys if they're available. And I mean it. Um, but so we we added Stefan Gilmore to a pass defense that was already just I mean, we, we gave up 200 yards a game. That's that's just impressive. Yeah, so, I was looking at it today, and I think in four – so regular season, talking only regular season, uh, out of the 17 games we played, in 10, the opposing quarterback threw for under 200 yards, and in 14, threw for under 220. So there's only three, three regular season games – where we allowed a quarterback to throw for 220 yards or more. That's crazy good. And especially considering that we're winning games, so we're often playing, you know, out in front. I mean, we won, I think we won seven or eight games by more than one score. So a lot of these games, I mean, it's sort of, it's the, the, the it lines up for teams to throw the ball more, for teams to, you know, accumulate passing yards um, against us because we're out front and still, I mean, 14 games under 220 yards passing. That's amazing. Yes. I mean, adding, you know, it's a, it's an abundance of riches in terms of what the secondary is going to look like this year, adding Stefan Gilmore. So I hear everybody talking about they're going to go, they're not going to trust Stefan because, you know, Stefan said he's wearing 21. And, you know, there's a lot of people who are upset that he's grabbing that number. Um, you know, I Come think on, he's guys. worthy to wear Dion's number. I, I Everybody says it's Zeke's number. I, I okay. Recency, I, Zeke was the last person in 21. Um, but if Zeke comes back, because there's still a possibility that Zeke could come in and be our third running back. Um, you know, if Zeke comes back, definitely he wants to wear 15. So if Zeke. Yeah, so wear, give him 15. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, as far as taking people's numbers, like, so two things. One, Zeke isn't on the team anymore, right? And, like, this isn't Emmett Smith we're talking about, right? Like, and it's guy playing a completely different position. I, I like Zeke as much as anybody, you know, and I and I want him to uh, – I wish him nothing but success. But, I mean, he's not on the team anymore. Who cares if Stefan, like, wears 21? 
Well, I, I mean, I, mean, I don't care. A lot of people out there who now, care, man. Come on. Now, this is what I will. will and this is what else I'll say. As far as, like, <laughs> he's playing the same position that Dion played. And so what I would say is, hey, that's your burden to bear, brother. <laughs> you want yeah. to wear 21? You want that mark on your back? You want that target on your back? You do you, man. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's got the size of a safety. This guy's built. Stephon Gilmore is built. Yeah. And, and I'm going to tell you, for that that Zeke comment, please, listeners, don't don't throw tomatoes at us. Don't 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 hit us I, with tomatoes. You are man. not gonna find somebody who who loves Zeke more than me. But it's just yeah. a, like come on, like what what are we doing? Are we gonna retire like eighty jerseys? You know, eighty different numbers, and everyone's gonna wear twelve. Like what's the? Well, I guess it wouldn't be twelve. It wouldn't be twelve. That's oh, kind of good. a big one. Everyone wear eighty three. Roger Starback, you know. Yeah. I mean, so I, honestly, honestly, I get what you're saying. He wasn't saying Zeke, you know, who cares about Zeke? He was saying the num- Zeke's not on the team. The number's not uh, up for retirement, so somebody else can get it. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. You know, I, I, hey, <laughs> I, we can't help it. Um, this number zero thing, man, What it, before we get off of this, do you like number zero? Like, I mean, you like seeing a number zero on the score, on the field? Uh, I mean, I guess I'm not against it, but if it was available and I was playing, I would, I would, no, I would not take number zero. I don't know. It's just so weird. It does look weird. It does. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, if my last, or my first name was O, I'd be like, yeah, that's hard. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Y'all see me on the front and the back. You see me coming. Oh. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. But, I don't get it. I don't get it. But I mean, if, if if dudes, you know, it's a number. If you, you know, I think also at the same time, I think it would be. I think it's kind of silly. I don't know. Maybe there's reasoning behind it, but I think it's kind of silly for them to say, "No, you can't. This is a number you can't wear." Like, I, it's whatever. Like, it's a number. I, mean, I thought like, number ninety nine was crazy. To you know, it, I, I I just I, I, here it is. I don't want to see a, def- a defensive tackle wearing zero, and I don't want to see. <laughs> A, a why? Why? Why does why? 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 It's a, I don't want to see you in a in a single <laughs> number. It, it, it's, it's, it's ugly. It's, it's not. It's not. A, it's aesthetically unpleasing. I don't like it. You know what I'm saying? It's like you know, you big this big old guy with a five on. You know what I'm saying? Imagine a five on my belly. It just wouldn't look good, huh? It wouldn't look good at all. A five. Give me a double number. You know what I'm Man, saying? I remember. I remember when people thought it was super weird. When what? What did, what did Keyshawn was Keyshawn seventeen? Is that what? 17, uh, seventeen. And I know you know he wasn't the first one to do it, but I feel like that that was more normal. Like back in the you know sixties, seventies, for guys to wear like you know it, it it was like I feel like that there was like a twenty year period where it was like you play receiver, tight end. You wear 80 to 89. Like, that's just how it is. Right. And, you know, Keyshawn did that and everyone thought it was weird. And now nobody thinks twice, right? Like, it's not a big deal. And I don't know. I, I get the idea that it helps you identify, you know, this guy's a linebacker. This guy's a... But, I mean, we're diehards, right? Like, you know who everybody is. Like, you could look at... You could see some dudes. You could see Micah's silhouette and you'd be like, that's Micah Parsons. <laughs> like, you don't need... That's, you don't need the jersey Mike. number. <laughs> That's Mike. Now, if Michael changes to zero, I'm like, hey, you know, it's not so bad. You know I mean? Hey, I'm sure Jerry likes it. I bet you anything Jerry likes it when his stars, you know, uh, change jersey numbers because uh, 
then the, you know the diehards got to go out gotta and buy go a new pay one. And buy a whole new thing. Speaking yeah. of which, they had Zeke's jerseys on clearance at the Dallas Cowboy Pro Shop. I was like, man, they now that hurts. Now that hurts. Yeah, they move way too fast. I mean, I oh, get clearance? it. Clearance? Don't just. I don't know. I Spin wait. it some other kind of way. Like, just be like, hey, in honor of Ezekiel Elliott, we're wanting to, you know, put 10,000 Ezekiel Elliott jerseys on kids' back across Dallas, like, or across whatever, Dallas, something like that. Well, at least they didn't just go give them to the Salvation Army. I mean, come on, man. They don't say, don't put the word away. clearance in the same sentence. Like, don't do that. Like, come on. Uh, hey, I mean, it's a little too fast. It is a little too fast for me. It's a little too fast. Um, so I'm looking at the Dallas Cowboy talent across the board with thick in the, in the secondary. I think we're good at safety. Um, we're definitely, uh, really diesel at safety. Like we said, we're diesel at defensive end. Um, now I think we may be a little light at linebacker and defensive tackle. So let's talk about this. Do we actually draft a cornerback this year? Oh, do we need to get another cornerback? Because it looks like we're going to hold on to Jordan Lewis. So, are we saying at all, or are we saying like first pick? No, I'm saying at all. Are we going? Should we draft a, a cornerback in this year's draft? So, I think once you start getting to the fifth round, that it just it's BPA, it's best player available all the way. Um, you know, unless it's like, hey, here's a position of need, and we just really think that we had a second round grade on this guy and somehow he's fallen to the fifth round you know this there's those exceptional you know cases um you know maybe once a draft you know type things where somebody's got you know the inside scoop on some player or something like that but aside from that i feel like once you get to you know maybe fourth but definitely fifth you're just drafted let's best player available it. let's talk to it so we got jordan lewis we got deron bland we got yeah. uh, Stephon Gilmore. We got Trayvon Diggs. Um, we got CJ Goodwin. Yeah, so uh, we're just talking corners right now, right? Just talking corners. Kelvin uh, Joseph. Ke- Kelvin Joseph, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> and then we got Nashawn Wright. Yeah. So, so we're, we're thick at corner, but we're thin. Because Kelvin Joseph... Yeah, no. We he's proved that he can't he can't cover on that island. He can't do it. I'm not saying anything against him. It's the truth. His play proved it. CJ Goodwin's a, a special teams guy, right? So literally, you really only have Deron Bland, Nashawn Wright, Jordan Lewis, Stephon Gilmore, and Teron Dix. You got five. And you use you can use at Five, you you use those in two different plays. You need more than that, right? So I, I think, you know, like you were said to your point, you need to definitely draft a cornerback and put him in this room. You need to go ahead, draft, or pick up through free agency another cornerback and put him in this room. Yeah, I don't – I think I – mostly agree with what you're saying I, I just don't think that you have to go into the draft saying we have to draft a corner it's just like you get to the latter half of the draft if you haven't taken one if there wasn't some guy you were just in love with first three or four rounds of the draft you get into the latter half of the draft and you just kind of know oh, okay we've got three or four picks left we're taking best player available 
cornerback is such a valuable position. Like you're going to draft a corner. Um, it's just that you, they're going to get one in the draft somewhere. So I don't, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a must have. I feel like it's the strength of this, you know, it's one of the two biggest strengths of the team. And that's, you know, secondary and, you know, the pass rush. Um, okay. I don't, so we got, we got the, I mean, we're going to, we're going to get one and I think that we should, but I just, it's not a, it's not a must do must have, you know, for me, although we do need to think about, you know, this, this Stefan Gilmore, this is a short-term solution. Um, so we need to, one of these guys that we're saying ain't, you know, isn't so great. I'm kind of hoping one of them comes along, you know, maybe. I think it's Nishan Wright. I, you, you don't, you don't like it, like it, like I do, but I'm going to tell you, I think it's Nishan Wright. He actually stopped the bleeding. He was the tourniquet. Now, did he, did, did he like, you know, whether he's the solution, whether he's the staples? No, he was, he was definitely, but I mean, it's year one. I mean, he, he had an opportunity to kind of come in, get him, get his legs out from under him. He wasn't Deron Bland, you know. He wasn't Deron Bland. Deron Bland is that guy. You know what I'm saying? He's that guy. Well, I think he's gonna play himself. Go ahead. Here's how, here's how I would put it. I think that Nation Wright. Sometimes the guy who has a better chance of being your fifth corner isn't the guy who has a better chance of being a starting caliber caliber corner in the NFL. And so I think Nation Wright. I think that his floor is probably higher than Kelvin Joseph, but I don't see him as a starting cornerback in the league. And I kind of like the idea of, I, I could see the Cowboys saying, Nation, we actually, you know, we drafted a corner and we actually think you're a little further along than Kelvin Joseph and you're a little more reliable at this point. But the chances of you getting meaningful snaps this season are so low that we're going to give the roster spot to Kelvin Joseph, somebody who we think actually has the talent and the tools to possibly be a starting caliber cornerback in the NFL. I'm not saying that's what they're going to do, but sometimes that's the sometimes that's the call that you make, right? As you say, this guy isn't as good as this other guy, but he's got more tools and we think he he's got the higher ceiling. It's like I why do you let him go outside and start my truck if it was cold? He's not starting anything for me. Both man, hey man he's he's got the tools, man. He, he does. I wouldn't get I mean, he's probably not he's I mean he's probably gonna be I think there's a very good chance they cut him. And he's right. You know, he got rusty tools, huh? Them are rusty tools. He might got some tools, but they rusty. Yeah, I mean, I don't think the chances are good that he turns into a starting cornerback in this league. Like, I don't think so. But I don't think there's a good chance that Nashawn does either. I think he's got a better chance. I think he got Nashawn. a better chance than I, I, he. He showed he had a better chance in this system than Kelvin Joseph. I mean, Kelvin Joseph was just hey, if you go in the bathroom and you wipe around the ring of the toilet, that was Kelvin Joseph. He Nashawn is a better tourniquet. You, that's the word you use, and I agree with it. He's a better tourniquet. Yes, like, I agree. Yes. I agree stop, with that. Stop the bleeding. I mean, but he's not going to be a starting. He's not going to be a starting cornerback. I don't. I don't think. But anyway, I, I, I mean, I, look, Deron. He has to beat out Deron Bland to do that, and he's not better than Deron Bland. Deron, Deron Bland is a real deal. He's a real deal, and we'll see that again more this year, as he's got two of the best starting corners out here. You know, yeah. so where do you go if you're a defense? You don't challenge Stephon Diggs. I mean, excuse me, you Stephon Gilmore or uh, Trayvon Diggs. Those are not the guys you challenge. You challenge him underneath and in the middle. 
know what I'm saying? You challenge your your fourth cornerback. You go at him, and they're gonna you if you go at the run bland too much, he gonna take one of them back to the house. If you go at Jordan Lewis too much, he gonna take one of them to the house. Both of them are that those type of players. So I don't know. I think we draft one late, that but you can find winners. The, the guy from Maryland, the quarterback from Maryland, I think that'll be there around four or five, um, around the fourth or the fifth round, and that would be a guy I'd be looking at definitely. Um, that sounds about right to me. Looking at one in the fourth or fifth round, like that's that's kind of how I see this draft playing out. Um, or maybe even Julius Brents in the third round. Brents will, Brents will be there in the second or the third. Maybe him. You know, I'm, yeah, I I'm know. not. I don't know if you he'll think fall he'll over go third. over there. It's possible. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just I know we need to get one. No, we. Need I mean, because he'd have to fall. He'd have to go. He'd have to fall all the way to the end of the third round for us to get him. And I, yeah. I mean, there's, you know, in some mocks, I mean, he's going middle of the second. So, I mean, you never know. He can fall. I mean, when when teams start getting on a big board, some teams, I don't know what they're thinking. I, I'm just like, what's going on in your mind? Like, yep. what is it that's going on in your mind? Um, we talking, we talking offense or are we just talking defense right now? Is that we're, all we're, we're, just, is that all we're on all right now? And all I'm right. going to leave with um, – you know, definitely the owners. This is my party. Um, the owners are in Arizona. They're talking about some things. There's going to be some moves made this week. It's just going to be slow. There's going to be some slow uh, moves made. But I'm going to tell you, we're already a month out from the draft. So there's going to be more deals made Ooh. up until the draft. And I don't think it slows down. Um, so I would keep my eyes open. I keep your ears peeled. Make sure that you're listening to um the the we are dc for l podcast so you can get your news there man because we definitely gonna stay on top of it tom yeah parting shot is that where we're at that's where we're at yeah um dirk Nowitzki, first ballot hall of famer um i guess it was so i'm i'm 36 i'll be 37 this august i well, no, I have vivid memories, you know, of them, of them drafting. I think it was 98, 99, something like that. And so I was around, you know, 12, 13 years old. And just that's kind of the age where, you know, like you got your, tra- you know, before then you got your trading cards, you, um, you know, maybe you got your trading cards, you know, maybe you watch Sports Center here or there, you know. Um, and I know that there are diehards, you know, before then. But for me, it was like I follow sports. You know, but I wouldn't necessarily sit down and watch a three-hour Cowboy game whenever I was eight years old. Um, but when they drafted Dirk, you know, that kind of I, – I, I started paying very close attention to the Mavericks. And so watching him for, you know, 20 years uh, I was just one of the – I just felt, felt, feel very privileged to have watched him play basketball and – just super happy to watch him go into the Hall of Fame. I'm I'm not so happy that he's going to go in with Dwayne Wade. Um, I wish that they had put them in separate classes. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, shout out shout out to Dirk and the Mavs fans out there. Shout out to Dirk, Big Dirk. But look, we want to make sure that you you rock with us next week. Make sure you stay on the lookout for our podcast that we have in between. For myself and for Tom, we will holler at you guys later. Peace.